0: Hello and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Kerry Gittins. I'm Lynette Barker. and We are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in the classroom.
1: Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people,
0: the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today. So today, the story that we're going to bring to you and talk about for use in the classroom is one of the CBCA shortlisted picture books of the year for 2023, and it's Jigsaw, A Puzzle in the Post by Bob Graham. So I'll just read the blurb on the back for you. A parcel with a puzzle inside arrives one day covered with stamps. No one knows just who it is sent by. A beautiful jigsaw, an African sunrise – Good luck to you all, is all the card says. Perhaps, with a hope and a wish, Kitty, Katie, Mum and Dad might just piece it all together. So what did you think of the
1: book, Lynette? Well, I have read this to a Stage 1 class. It was Year 2 and we were looking at rubbish and so I grabbed it because I noticed the pile of waste in the middle there and at first when I read it, I found it a bit tricky to to engage the children in it because I just read it to them. Mm. And what I've found and what I've discovered since, and they loved it, but I thought, I don't know that I did do it justice. I feel like I needed to probably read it through once, but it's a book that you just need to go slowly through and really tease out. There are so many layers to it. And since sitting here and we've been chatting about this book, I am now excited to go back and I would take this back to the same group of children and say, let's look at it from this angle. Mm. So I think it's a book that you need
0: to take your time with. There's so many layers to it, isn't there? We were talking, as you said earlier, and we thought that there's kind of three sections to it, I guess. And the first one could be all about the jigsaw puzzle and the geography and the picture that the puzzle represents with the African sunrise and the animals. So you could tease out some research into African animals and the different countries and places that they they live in within the African continent. But then when it came to the the, the kind of middle section where they lose one of the pieces and then they go to the recycling centre and they find themselves confronted with this huge amount of paper waste, that's when you think, well, that's where we need to try and tease out each page and get the deeper meaning behind what's there, not just what the written text says but what the images tell you. That's
1: right. And so, and I found that as we spoke to each other, and this is why it's good to grab another teacher or friend to really tease out what the book could do, we thought about moving it up into a Stage 2 level Mm. where you could really start pulling it apart. And when we went to the English syllabus for Stage 2, we had – a look at the reading comprehension section, and it was monitoring comprehension. There was a content there that said the students question to clarify meaning and promote deeper understanding, and that's absolutely what this book deserves.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think when we were talking about the sustainability and the and the war on waste and the huge pile of letters, we thought that once they started looking into the letters and looking into the the, the different bits of paper that were in there, and I'll just read you a little bit from the story. It says, there were letters of love from faraway places, letters of sorrow, notes of forgiveness, bus tickets, train tickets, cards saying thank you, and newspapers old and forgotten in time. We thought that you could really tease that out and look at what is the value of what you throw away and how long should you keep it for?
1: And I've just cleaned my cupboards out, Kerry, in the holidays. And I had some old cards that I thought they were beautiful, but I had to declutter and I'd kept them for 20 years, but then I've just thrown them away. So at what period do you say, I don't need to hang on to that anymore? It's tricky. I've I've kept a lot, probably
0: more than I should have. And I think that's A really important thing that you could pull out of of that particular section of the book is that personal connection to some of the old letters or the old photographs or the old newspapers that your parents have kept. And if you could then look maybe back at why they kept it, what it meant to them and what does it mean to you as a child? Does it mean anything to them? Is it something that they would then think, okay, no, I wouldn't throw that out because it's my connection with... Nana or Pa or someone like that. And that's where that storytelling
1: comes in. It's so important to talk to people about the meaning behind things. One thinking routine, and if you want to discover more about thinking routines, have a look at Project Zero's website, was one called The Explanation Game. Now, you could grab an artefact, one of – it doesn't – you know, a newspaper article or Mm. a postcard, and you look at it and you would say, I see, and you comment on what you can see, I think – And then I wonder – now, I did do this with Year One um, once and we looked at a picture and they said, I see children dressed up. It was an old schoolhouse and they were dressed up. It was about nineteen twenty, I think it's dress-up day. I wonder what they did for dressing up in the olden days, Mm. something like that. Then I tried it again with another picture and it was an old building built of tin – and the three things they said, I see, I think, I wonder, had no connection. They were just three random thoughts that they had popped into their head, whereas another group of children said, I see a ha- house made of tin. I think that was built in the olden days. I wonder why they didn't use the wood from the bush. And there was a clear connection of thought there. Yeah, that's amazing. Whereas though. the children before that there was no connection, they were quite random thoughts. So it's a really nice thinking routine that you could offer for any of those items that are in the book to see if they can wander through the
0: whole three steps. Yeah, exactly, because they've got letters there on the big pile of waste and they've got um, train tickets and bus tickets so you could be asking Mm. them. Hopefully they would come up with, well, I wonder where they are going. That's right. And And
1: that could lead into story writing themselves.
0: Exactly, yeah. And if we just go back to the beginning of it when we were talking about the geography side of it, we also thought about how does post get from one place to another, especially nowadays when it's such a global thing. Back in obviously the 1930s and 40s, yes, they, they could write letters but that had to go overseas on a boat. Mm. And now you send an email and it's there immediately. I don't think too many children actually know how it gets from the post office to somewhere in Africa or to somewhere in Europe or whatever. So that would be an interesting journey and that could tie in with transport. Australia Post do have some clever videos that show, I think it's called The Journey
1: of a Letter, and it's really interesting. And they also show what happens when there are letters without full addresses, which obviously this was really interesting how it found their way to them. Exactly. I want to know who sent it. That's really
0: intrigued me. It is. That's part of the mystery of the story, isn't Mm. it? And it's the same thing at the end where they write to our jigsaw sender and then address somewhere. And initially one of the the young children in the story, one of the characters, had written Nowhere. And that's a really interesting distinction too because how can somebody be nowhere? They have to be somewhere. So So that's kind of a a, a very high-order thinking skill, I think. And the other thing we talked about too was there was a puzzle piece missing. So would you send it without the puzzle piece? I mean, they eventually found it, but would you send it? Would you make your own puzzle piece? Would that change the puzzle? How would that make you feel if you received a puzzle in the mail with – Either a different piece, you knew it was a different piece that wasn't supposed to be there.
1: Well, you know, when you're doing the puzzle and you're trying to get bits and you think, I cannot find one to fit here. Is this the one that's missing? Mm. It'd be a really different take on a jigsaw puzzle.
0: Yeah, it would. And there's lots of things online where you can create your own mm. jigsaw puzzles and things like that. But And as we've talked about, it elicits a deeper, a wanting for a deeper understanding behind the images and behind the story itself. And it deserves that. And I didn't give it in the first
1: reading. So that would be my personal advice. So if we go across to the Information Fluency Framework, which is as teacher librarians we like to incorporate into our learning, the innovative strand which um, we look at posing questions to expand their knowledge about the world and to clarify information, I think we could
0: definitely draw some links to it there. And that's with Stage 2 because that's what we were talking about. You could, as you said, you read it for the Stage 1 children but to to pull out those deeper meanings and understandings and really get into the, the story itself it would be um, better to do that with Stage 2.
1: But it is an early childhood book and I wouldn't shy away from reading it to younger children. They no. would take a whole different look at it. They'd think it's funny that the little puzzle piece is falling past the puppy dog and everyone's paying not paying attention and they're all absorbed in the puzzle yet the dog's watching the piece. So they would get it from a different perspective. But if you want to use it in the classroom,
0: think about Stage 2. Mm. Another beautiful book by Bob Graham.